Welcome to this week's FFI Practitioner. I'm Jordan Rich, pleased to be speaking with Andrew Heyer of the Cambridge Family Enterprise Group. Andrew is the 2020 recipient of the FFI Interdisciplinary Award, given since 1999 and recognizing outstanding achievement in the advance of interdisciplinary services to enterprising families. Andrew, a great pleasure to have you on the podcast. I'd like to get your thoughts and feelings, first of all, on winning this award. It's an honor to be recognized by one's colleagues. The Family Firm Institute, of course, has been uh, an important driving force in the whole world of serving families, family enterprises for over 30 years now, encouraging the development of expertise across disciplines has been one of their themes. So to receive an award that uh, recognizes achievement in the area of multidisciplinary service to clients is, is a particular honor in light of the sort of main driving force behind uh, the history of, of the growth of Family Firm Institute over many years. And speaking of growth, uh, your organization has grown and prospered, and you've seen quite a few changes. It would be unfair to ask you to go into too much detail, but how has the work you're doing changed over the last couple of decades? Well, I think it's a combination of both changes in how our firm has evolved and how the expectations of clients have changed over time. I think historically, and when I say historically, I'm talking about 25, 30 years ago, which is when our firm started. The concept of family governance was new and the concept of the interrelationship between the family and business or family and wealth management was not recognized as deeply as it is now as a separate focal point as a source of learning and understanding about how uh, the dynamics of the relationship between family and the family enterprise can affect how well the enterprise is functioning now and how well it can survive from generation to generation. So over time, when families began to see the need for attention here, there was a lot of excitement about it, but also a lot of resistance to it because it wasn't natural and normal to help families organize themselves as a family group, as opposed to just talking about business all the time. Now, so many families have benefited from family governance, and they have seen the value of it. And you have multiple generations now experiencing the fruits of good planning. You, you have so much more awareness, so many more stories about success as a result of devoting attention to this, that it's become part of our common conversations. And now what's happened, I would say over the past five or so years, is that the family leadership groups are expecting to receive more integrated benefit. That is to say, uh, well, you've helped us with family governance, but what about all these other challenges that we're facing? Can you help us in these other arenas? It's very useful to be able to help family enterprise systems in more arenas than just pure family governance because of the cause and effect relationship, the interrelationship where if you make a change in one arena, it's going to affect the other arenas. So helping family systems and family enterprise systems across these different dimensions of the family is very useful and uh, critical. What are a few examples of these other arenas? Because we all can understand the business side, but uh, it gets a little bit more into the human interaction side. Tell us. Well, of course, um, you have the operating companies, which we typically think of as the business. 
you have investment activities, which can either be starting new businesses or it could be investing in existing businesses or having a more passive ownership, you know, sort of a shareholder ownership of, of uh, real estate or operating businesses or other more liquid assets, mutual funds and so forth. And the investment function can be a business in itself within a family. Sometimes we call this a family office and the family office, either internally or with the assistance of outside resources, helps the family manage its more liquid wealth. You have a social impact or philanthropy, you have family foundations, and this becomes another collective activity of a family with mm-hmm. its own challenges. Then you have how the family connects to itself, how it bonds, how it develops over time, how it builds talent. This is more traditionally the realm of family governance. Uh, So each of these domains has its own challenges. It has different degrees of involvement of family members in it. You need structure, you need rules, you need policies, you need plans, you need coordination. You have to have a mission, a vision, you need your core values. And if everything can be coordinated well, it just makes a more powerful outcome. It provides more opportunities for family members to flourish and enjoy life, and you have a much greater impact on society. And you've seen over the years, and you have the testimonials to prove it, quite a bit of response in the positive vein when families come together with this multidisciplinary approach. You're an attorney by trade. Has that helped a lot in the work that you do? It's helped me a lot in terms of my training, my knowledge of legal systems and uh, shareholder agreements and uh, different forms of ownership and so forth. And I continue to use those skills to understand what is happening inside any particular family enterprise system. Uh, It's important to know what can be done, what can't be done, the restrictions that apply, what can be changed, how to change it. But I don't really practice as a lawyer anymore in the sense that I have an attorney-client relationship. The evolution has been very positive for a number of reasons. I'm able to speak to everybody in the family and outside the family without worrying about the limitations of an attorney-client relationship with just a few family members or Mm. some particular executives or whatever it might be. And the fact that I can speak to everybody inside the family enterprise system means I can gain information much more quickly and I can help the whole family and the whole system much more effectively. I also can do things in ways of helping families that lawyers typically wouldn't do. Uh, They wouldn't have the interest or the time to do it, or maybe the skill set. So I think the consequence is a positive uh, pathway, both in terms of how easily I can interact with uh, the players, but uh, bringing different value to, to the family. What's the impact of trust? It has to be there. It has to be very, very high because you're dealing with emotional issues. You're dealing with very practical issues, but you've developed, along with your firm, a great deal of trust with your clients. How critical is that? Well, it's essential in order to maintain an effective relationship with the clients and and to help them. You've mentioned something very important, Jordan, which is how we communicate with, with clients and family members. And uh, you, you may find many lawyers who are extremely, shall we say, crisp and uh, more interested in the facts and what the issues are and not so sensitive 
about how their clients are feeling at any particular time or what's the emotional impact on the family of certain decisions or recommendations that they're making. And so I've learned, and this is sort of an evolution for me, to communicate with family members in different ways than I used to as an attorney. And it's allowed me to be much more empathetic, to be much more understanding of uh, what family members are experiencing. But more importantly, it's allowed me to help change take place because unless you understand the emotional side of what families are experiencing, it's very hard for you to see the right pathway towards helping them change and helping groups change and having the system change. And uh, another important aspect here is a collaborative approach. And I think many lawyers are hired to prepare a document or to make a recommendation, to prepare a report. And those reports oftentimes are not adopted. They're not implemented because the family members themselves have not been part of the process of developing the plan. They haven't been involved in uh, creating the pathway towards adopting it. They don't feel that it represents their interests, their goals. And when you work with a family collaboratively, they will embrace the direction. They will feel that it is their direction and they uh, are more likely to implement it and feel uh, proud about the change that's happening. So it's another multidisciplinary way of working that, that's quite important. If there are family units out there, family members who are not currently using an agency such as yours, or not currently using professionals to help guide them because they're unsure, they're a little wary, they don't want anyone interfering, how do you suggest that this is a good thing, a positive thing? Well, the first thing uh, that I think occurs to family members is they're uncomfortable talking about highly personal, sensitive matters with outsiders. And so helping them understand that every family has challenges. Every family has conflict. Every system has challenges. And uh, they're not alone in that regard. Each family is unique and, and the personalities are unique and the individual family members are unique. You know, uh, being more comfortable talking about their sensitive issues is, is one shift. The other, as you mentioned earlier, is trust and, and feeling comfortable with uh, us as advisors to talk about these things. It, it has to do with how we respond and, and support their conversations. I think it also helps to share the stories of other families who have gone through this and what they've accomplished and the challenges that they faced and the outcome. That's also encouraging to uh, for families. One thing that we should really uh, mention before we say goodbye is that multidisciplinary approach has different, shall we say, faces to it. It could be a single advisor helping a family with multiple disciplinary problems. So my legal background, I, I don't think I mentioned yet that I was the CEO of my own family-owned business. So I knew what it was like for 15 years to run a business and all the challenges of corporate strategy and building a team and so forth and so on, and, the, and uh, understanding what it's like to work with family members. And so one thing is for a single advisor to have experience in law and business and finance and behavioral science, but it's another thing to have a team, a team of advisors who bring expertise in each of these disciplines and working together. And uh, there's some interesting challenges of working as a team, even if they're all part of your firm. And there's some challenges working as a team when you have 
service providers that are not from your firm, but from outside the firm. So those are also interesting topics to explore if we ever get to that at some point. Thank you so much for your insightful comments, Andrew, and for your many contributions to the field over the years. Now, if you'd like to benefit even more directly from Andrew's experience, you're invited to participate in this year's Gen 503 class, Tools for Positive Change in Family Business Systems, which will be offered virtually on Monday, October 26th. For more information on the awards and the 2020 virtual conference, we invite you to visit ffi.org. Thank you so much for listening and have a terrific day.